I'm just gonna start recording, cause it's fun. I did a thing! We're gonna be better people by the end of this. The thing that I did! Sarah! I did a thing! Talk about it! Welcome to I Did a Thing, a podcast about unremarkable people doing remarkable things. I'm Sarah. And I'm Birdie. And this week, our guest is a friend of Birdie's, Jody, who's going to share with us um, her exciting adventure of um, opening a gym. Yeah. That's something that I've kind of thought, thought, uh, half a thought about doing in the past. Especially with your... With your running coaching, right? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that is one direction that I sometimes think that that business um, could maybe go in the future. So I'm super interested to hear um, more about that process from her and and how that all came about. Yeah, I've known Jody my whole adult life. Uh, she was my boss and mentor in college. So. I am very excited to talk with her about this completely different area of her life that I don't know a lot about. Cool. Well, cool. Birdie, it's happening. Ugh. It's, it's the holidays. It sure is. They're upon us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like it's Christmas be weird. candy in the store and everything. Well, there was the day before things or before Halloween in anyway. Uh, yeah. Dang. So what are you going to do? For the holidays? Well, you know, to survive the holidays. (laughs) Well, um, this year, and actually the last couple years, um, I actually, uh, because I think I've kind of mentioned my, none of my family lives uh, nearby here in Cincinnati. Like, my closest family lives in Kansas. Um, Wow. So, um, and then... My current job and my previous job, I was in industries that at the busiest time of year um, is the the winter holidays. So I, it's been a few years since I, I like I haven't been able to take any time off of work um, during November and December for the last couple of years, including this wow. year. So it's, it's been, <laughs> it's been uh, kind of creating new traditions on my own without my family here in Cincinnati. You know, that's kind of one way I would suggest to survive the holidays, though, is just to, uh, well, what I have done in the past is just work a lot. And so I didn't have to make choices about which house I was going to or which uh, my ex-husband's family or my family. We could just be like, oh, Birdie has to work again. Oh, darn. Um, yeah. Sometimes those were legitimate, and sometimes I also uh, volunteered to to work so that we could just do holidays on not the day of the holiday, right. so that there was no hard feelings about, well, you went to their house last year, and now you're going to their house again, kind of things. Yeah, I guess I've also, uh, in the past, volunteered a fair amount to work on the holidays if that was needed, because I don't... Um, I don't have kids, so it's not like right. I have kids at home on Christmas morning expecting me to be there to open presents and, and things like that. Plus um, time and a half. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of employers, they give time and a half for that. 
Um, so that's one tip. <laughs> Just avoid, 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 avoid. Um, do you have any other tips for safeguarding your mental health during the holidays? Um, I've been journaling some lately, like writing in a notebook, my feelings. And mm-hmm. I think that that has been really helpful for me to get some of my like crazy out on paper mm-hmm. and then it doesn't come out of my mouth in a negative <laughs> way to other people. Yeah. Um, that has been really helpful, uh, especially as this is going to be my first holiday without uh, a married into mm-hmm. family to, to love and who loves me and also to deal with their mm-hmm. crazy. So um, there's a lot of feelings around that as well. So I think having an outlet for that, that's an appropriate place. That's not the, the general internet or taking it out on my own family right. is going to be a good, good to have. Right. Yeah. That, that, that sounds really good. I, I think I also uh, really want to encourage people. I guess we kind of were talking about this a little bit before, um, but it is totally as an adult, a legitimate response to choose not to spend time with people, even if they are your family at yeah. the holidays. Uh, especially if there's someone who makes you feel bad or someone who has hurt you physically or emotionally in the past. Like, you, yeah. you're not, just because you're related to somebody, you're not obligated to make yourself feel bad by spending time with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a grown-up. You can, you can decide. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I think... I think lots of times one of the things that comes up at the holidays is that, you know, there's these traditions like, you know, we always go to grandma's house and, you know, all the aunts and uncles and cousins are there. And, you know, maybe there's, a, you know, a more distant relative that show that you see just that once a year that is not a pleasant person to spend time with. Um you know, for, you know, yeah. whether it's from, you know, they, you don't share the same political opinions to, mm. uh, more, uh, upsetting, uh, past with that person. Right. Um, and it, I think it's, it's definitely okay. And actually an awesome thing to, you know, set up boundaries for yourself with your family. And, you know, if you need to let, let, your other family members know, like, I want to spend time with you during the holidays, you know, and this is the time that I can be there, but, you know, I don't want to spend time with this person, so, you know, I'll I'll come, and then when they're here, then I'll leave, or whatever it is you need to do for yourself, yeah. Yeah. I, I also think this is going to sound bad, but you can totally... Uh, lie and tell people you have plans already. So either make plans specifically for that purpose or just have yourself a staycation. And uh, one year I did have to work, but my work involved just being on call. Mm -hmm. So I watched like all of the sex in the city in one (laughs) week, in one week. And it was great, but I had plans during that time that I stuck to and I didn't do anything exciting, but it was great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just and, uh, another, I mean, honestly, it's just another day. Like, if you don't assign meaning to it, it it doesn't it doesn't have meaning in your life then. So it's it's okay. If well, that's your and, deal. 
like I was saying also, too, it's totally a legitimate thing to start your own tradition. I mean, like, to me, yeah. a tradition's only useful if it's something that you're enjoying. Right. Um, so... Get rid of it otherwise. Uh, right. I mean, I would, I would be happy to spend um, Christmas with with my immediate family if they were closer, but because I haven't been able to do that the last couple of years, like now my tradition is on Christmas Day, um, the last couple of years I go and see the newest Star Wars movie. Right. Um, so, Movies you know, on Christmas are yeah, really good. There's, there's something, you know, that's the sort of thing you can do. Or um, I actually saw a really cool uh, Facebook post the other day um, from somebody who had um, been in the U.S. as a foreign student, mm-hmm. um, and they were mentioning how, you know, a lot of foreign students, obviously they're far away from home, and especially at Thanksgiving, they're not yeah. able to travel home. They don't have any place to go. Um, so somebody in their community just started the tradition of inviting all of the foreign students from the the college um, that this person attended to come to their house for Thanksgiving. Um, So obviously that's not necessarily something that everyone can do, but if that's something that you can do, um, then definitely there's groups like that, that, you know, like foreign students, obviously, or also international uh, students at any college. Right. Um, And and also, um, Lots of times, uh, kids who grew up in foster care don't have a family uh, to spend That's holidays with. So um, I know some, especially bigger colleges and universities, actually have like um, uh, uh, support groups or kind of like clubs oh. for for kids who um, are in college and and grew up in foster care. Uh, so if if that's something that appeals to you, I, I would definitely reach out to um, the, the college yeah. or university that's closest to you and see if there there's anybody who's looking for somebody to just eat a meal with. So. And some practical advice for folks who actually like their families. I like my family. <laughs> if they're listening, I love you. I promise. Um, if you do like your family and you're just going to a big holiday event with them or with other folks, um, in, in Weight Watchers, we talk about like having a plate and thinking about it in, in quadrants or in thirds mm-hmm. and having a third of your plate being a vegetable of some sort. So an entire giant section, possibly even, you know, half of your plate being a vegetable, mm-hmm. whether that's a, you bring a salad with you or it's even, even having my favorite green bean casserole in the Midwest, it's <laughs> It's got a lot of bad for you things in it, but also has green beans. I don't know if that still counts as a vegetable anymore. It counts as a vegetable, but it's also full of cream soup and also fried green fried onions. So, you know, um, but then having like a quarter of your plate being a lean meat or or other protein, and then maybe a quarter of your plate being the extras, like mm-hmm. mashed potatoes or stuffing or other things. So, thinking about your meal in that you you like for Thanksgiving I'm thinking of you can't you don't have to not eat all of your favorite things you should just eat more of the healthy things on top of the things that you love yeah you can um, love the healthy things as well uh when I was belonging to to Weight Watchers it was around Thanksgiving and um I remember one person mentioned 
that they had a lot of success just by taking like one serving spoonful of the treat foods. So they felt like they got to taste it and they kind of realized, you know, after those first couple of bites, like you're not really getting the the full enjoyment out of the flavor anymore. You're just Yeah, it all kind of tastes the same then. (laughs) Right. So, um, yeah, uh, taking just a small serving so that you don't feel like you missed out on, you know, grandma's famous sweet potato casserole or whatever it is that you just always look forward to. Uh, but maybe isn't the healthiest choice. For sure. And also, uh, my friends who used to live on this block would have a a Thanksgiving touch football competition in the Mm -hmm. fields nearby to our home. Um, And so, you know, incorporating some sort of fun activity like the turkey trot that you had Mm -hmm. recommended last week or – for a while for Christmases, my family did activities together instead of gifts. Mm. So we planned, you know, sledding and bowling and some other things that were active, laser tag, uh, yeah. that didn't didn't involve eating a lot. And by that time, all of us kids were older and presents weren't a big thing anymore. Right. And, also, at that time, most of us didn't have children. So to do a family activity was far more meaningful than giving yeah. crappy gifts that we, or exchanging gift cards. And then we could feel better about the food that we were eating anyway. Cool. Well, should we yeah. get into the things that we did this week? I would love to talk about the thing I did. week birdie this i just i literally flew in out two hours ago from philadelphia where i was for the international wftda women's flat track roller derby association um sorry derby association uh international championships so teams from all over the world the top 12 in the world came and uh played each other uh watching the highest level of roller derby possible and it was really inspiring and amazing and um, got to see a lot of really amazing athletes do their thing in the in the best possible way awesome yeah it was incredible and I I tried to eat healthy and it didn't always work out (laughs) (laughs) um Philadelphia I did not eat a cheesesteak because I'm a vegetarian and finding Mm -hmm. vegetarian or vegan options for that was more difficult than I wanted to put in the effort because I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had uh, mock duck with vegetables before and it didn't seem like something I really needed to eat. <laughs> but I did have a um, soft pretzel because apparently Philadelphia is known for their soft pretzels as well as uh, we went to the Terminal Market, which I don't know why it's called that. I should have figured that out. But they had a place called Birdie's Biscuits. Oh, so you had biscuits to go there. are some of my favorite foods, so I had to have one of those, of course. But yesterday, I I brought food with me to the venue to eat during the games, and I brought some hard boiled eggs and some bananas and um, some sort of healthier kind of on the go foods. And I did okay. I did okay. I ate a salad. The only vegetable I ate all weekend. I ate a salad. So that part wasn't so great, but. 
How did your team do? Uh, My team did better than expected, but we did lose both games. So on paper, it's an L, Mm -hmm. but they played two expectations or better. So we, we actually rose in the rankings, but didn't win our games. They did really well. Cool. Well, congratulations to all of them. Yeah. The number one uh, roller derby team in the world is actually now from Australia. So the the top prize is called the Hydra. Uh And so the Hydra, which is named after a Texas roller derby skater, founding member of the flat track Mm -hmm. movement, is now out of the U.S. for the first time ever. Wow. It's pretty monumental and exciting. That's funny because um, just this weekend, the first U.S. woman uh, to win the um, New York City Marathon um, in 40 years, Shalane uh, Flanagan, she won the New York City Marathon. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been mainly African women winning for That's the last... incredible couple decades actually <laughs> how long did, how how much time did it take her to win like how how fast did she run uh it was around two and a half hours jesus christ that's so fast yeah it's crazy it's like it's amazing i i know this makes me sound like the biggest running nerd in the world but i love watching um watching the elite athletes run the marathon on tv it's crazy how fast they run like they, they, like, keep up with motorcycles. I mean, it's, like, a slow-moving motorcycle, but still. <laughs> yeah, what did you say do... it was two hours and what? Uh, let me look it up exactly. I think it was, it was I think, around 225. 145 minutes divided by 26. That's a five-and-a-half-minute mile. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, that's about what they were on. That's insane. It would take me two and a half hours to run maybe 10 miles, maybe. Run? No. Seven miles? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Would like, most of it. I would be excited to finish a half marathon in that time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would be excited to finish a half marathon. End of well, sentence. But the men's, the men's winner... His time was two hours and ten minutes. <sighs> I don't know if you can make for that. <laughs> there was actually a, a big um, to do not too long ago this summer, um, where uh, Nike trained a bunch of marathon runners, like elite marathon runners, to try and have the first person ever to break two hours, um, and he came extremely close, uh, but did not make it. <laughs> That's a very fast runner. But it was, it was, I, there's probably still video of it online somewhere, um, but it was very unusual conditions. Like they ran, um, they ran, uh, I, I want to, I can't remember. I think it was on a track, um, but you know, they ran in flat loops and then um, they also, um, had like a group of runners that were there specifically just to be pacers and so they would run I think it was like 5k and then like they would cycle out so like and there was like three or four guys and they would like so you know whoever just been running 5k would would jump out and and 
My cat is batting at the microphone. That cat. <laughs> but so that they would bring in another group of guys. And like the main, one of the main points besides pacing to have those guys in there was to also um, create a drafting situation so that um, the the guy that was actually trying, or the, it was actually a couple of guys that were trying to beat two hours, didn't have to deal with any win- headwinds and stuff like that. So... And they made them all these, because of course it was Nike that was doing it. They made them all these special, super special shoes and all kinds of crazy equipment. Formed it to their feet. Yeah, and, and then wow. like they also did they do it? No, he it was like two two oh one, I think. I mean, like he came very close, but did not do it. So maybe it's possible. It might be possible. I mean, like they were saying, given the right all right, of the right circumstances, they they were saying that. Yeah, that, I mean, if somebody in the world was going to do it right now, that, like, that was the best possible opportunity, um, and he wasn't, they weren't successful, but, um, I, I, I mean, the guy that came the closest is still training, so <laughs> it's possible <laughs> that he might, they might try it again at some point. Wow. Um, the others, Sarah did. Oh, I was just oh, going to say ahead. really quick the one last thing on on the marathon. If you ever feel like getting inspired, the other really cool thing to watch um, when you with tele, the big televised marathons is the wheelchair races. Like they go so fast. Oh. <laughs> wow, like they'll do I bet. A, they'll do a marathon in like an hour. It's crazy. I've only ever watched. Um wheelchair well wheel, wheelchair basketball mm-hmm. but wheelchair rugby is one of my favorite things to watch it those those dudes and women mm-hmm. are incredible they're incredible yeah, yeah that for some reason i'm not finding what uh shalane's time was but the the winning the winner of the wheelchair race did it in an hour and 37 minutes so Jeez, that tells you how wow. fast they're going super fast um so did you do a thing I did a couple of things. Um, The first thing I tried to do, I mentioned last week I had signed up for my first class class pass class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And unfortunately, that did not go as planned. Um, Apparently, there was a problem on uh, the website with the wrong address being listed for the studio. So I got to where it was supposed to be, and it was a clothing store. (laughs) Um, so I missed the class later. I found like a Facebook page for the studio and they had a completely different address. Um, so I contacted customer service for, um, class pass and, Good. um, that's yeah, it, there was a little bit of going back and forth. Cause then the other thing that apparently if you sign up for a class for, um, and then you don't end up not going. Rather than just mm-hmm. wasting one of your credits, they actually charge you twenty dollars. So I was oh, like, wow. "I'm not paying." So there's no way to check in. Yeah. So I, I it took a little bit, but they did finally um, email me just yesterday and said, you know, that it it was a problem on the studio side and that they were going to credit back to me the class and also not good. charge me the twenty dollars. Good. So did you end up trying to go again? No. Um because then uh, it was like I was gonna go on Tuesday, um the Tuesday night and then um then I 
my my work week starts on Wednesday, so. Um, but right. I have another class I'm going to try and go to um, that I'm going to tonight. Um, that's actually um, the um, T. It's a TRX class. Have you ever heard of those? Ooh, I have those. On, I've done some TRX training. Uh, it's hard, but amazing. I've never tried it. So it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what it is, it's um, like, I guess the best way to describe it is like straps that you strapping yeah, yeah that you like clip up to you know basically someplace high um and you can use it to do push-ups and pull-ups and and all kinds of there's a million different things you can do with them but it's it's basically body weight strength training um which i dig and i'm a big fan of the body weight training yeah so i'll definitely report back next week on how that goes um, and then the other thing that I did That's this awesome. week was um, our challenge for the month inspired me to finally get back on my treadmill. So I Yay. did a couple of... Should we talk about that in the challenge zone? Sure. We can we could talk about that in the challenge zone. Okay. So I guess that's that all. TRX. Oh, that's right. The other thing that I did this, this week... Um, is Ooh. I realized that I was not being very good about actually going to the grocery store and buying like groceries. Food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I have used um, <laughs> several. Well, basically all I've tried pretty much all of the food delivery, um, like Blue Apron and those in the past. Sure. Um, so I decided to. Um, go ahead and sign up for Blue Apron again, uh, just so that okay. they would deliver food, healthy food to my house. <laughs> and, yeah, so um, grocery store trips are not right. an obstacle anymore. Right, Got yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've done it before um, while I was single, and, I, you know, it, it works out it for me because I don't mind eating leftovers. So, you know, I just mm-hmm. – because it comes as um, – a meal for two people so I basically just eat half of it and keep the other half as leftovers um, so and the, the reason why <laughs> I've tried basically all of them is that at one point in an effort to to try and save some money I just like did the free like first week or, or reduced price first week that like pretty much all of them offer um, right and got a whole bunch of cheap uh, weeks worth of groceries <laughs> basically <laughs> doing it that way because um, you know if if you're single then what is three meals turns into six meals <laughs> so right yeah that's a whole week's worth yeah. um but it's, it's the other thing uh when i because i also used it when i was still in a relationship and it was also um super helpful when it comes to the classic what should we have for dinner conversation? Oh, um, yes. Because then it's just, okay, these are the three options. Pick one <laughs> instead <laughs> of having the entire universe of possible foods available. Yes. That's amazing. Good for you. I'm excited to hear about your new experiences slash old experiences yeah. with that. Well, Birdie, should we call a friend? Let's call a friend. Um the friend we're calling today is Jody Tessing Ritter. She is the the owner uh, operator of the Eau Claire Sports Warehouse in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. 
And um, I know Jody actually personally from when I was in college. She was my um, hall director when I first started in college, but then became my mentor and a good friend and actually performed my marriage ceremony when I got married. So like a lot, a lot with Jody in my life. She, and I love her very she much. She knew a baby birdie. She knew a baby birdie. <laughs> I was a sweet, innocent, young 18 year old when I first met Jody. And now I'm an old haggard 36 year old. <laughs> so I've known her double the time that I didn't know her. Well, if she is an IRL friend of Birdie, she must be awesome. So let's give her a call. She's pretty great. Cool. Cool. Hello, Amanda and Sarah. I'm Jody, and it's great to be with you tonight. Um, I'm excited to join the podcast because I... Uh, took a risk a few years ago to open a fitness and um, athletic training facility after a long career at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire working in student development and the opportunity um, to take better care of myself and provide opportunities for other to, others to take better care of themselves has been both stressful Ooh. and also really exciting. Um, what made you decide to open a gym for that purpose? So I opened the Sport Warehouse. Sorry, Sport Warehouse. For Wisconsin. Uh, I have four kids, and those kids are multiple sport athletes, and we spent a lot of time mm -hmm. running all over the city of Eau Claire um, to play those different sports, and there isn't a facility in Eau Claire where you can do everything, so I wanted to open one where you could do everything. I also wanted a place that um, was able to sort of share the values that I have, that you don't have to be rich to play sports, and that um, mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes working hard. Um, and trying new things is as important as winning yeah. or sometimes even more important than winning. And so those were some of the sort of mission things that we set out to do. And then also just a place to empower people regardless of your ability to get better at whatever it is that you love to do. So we have archery and volleyball and basketball and football and softball and baseball um, and soccer. All of those things are happening at the warehouse um, at varying degrees, depending on people's experience, the opportunity, the, actually being forced to get out of bed every morning because, <laughs> um, because I have to go there to open the place, um, has forced me to work out in a way that I never would have on my own. Wow. But also, um, morning people are an interesting lot, and to be around people who love mornings and um, are able to smile and have a lot of fun and laugh. Um, it just has enriched my life beyond measure. So do you have any tips on on being uh, or becoming more of a, a morning exerciser? Because I know that's a challenge for a lot of people. <laughs> Great question. It is a challenge, and I am a morning person by nature. I grew up on a dairy farm and had to milk cows before I went to school as a child. So fourth So I think that makes it easier uh -huh. for me. But I have some folks who are are there who don't love mornings the way I do. And um, just the positive energy <laughs> being around people who build you up. Um, and there's something to be said for getting um, your exercise out of the way. I'm, like I said, I have four kids and I'm a busy mom. If I left it till the end of the day, it just wouldn't happen. Right. So um, the opportunity yeah. really to just start the day by doing something good for myself. Um, and I think that in terms of tips, getting um, just committing that I'm going to do something to start my day that's for me and me alone is huge. Yeah, I, I've definitely found that for myself. And I uh, make a point of exercising first thing in the morning, like 
you kind of start your day feeling like you've at least checked one thing off the to-do list and it kind of starts all downhill from there right. but at least you're set yeah you've done the one thing that's amazing um what is the process like to open a brand new concept in a relatively small city um, it's terrifying um, yeah it's uh, it's scary in that we we still haven't um, found out how to pay our bills yet that that will I hope hope will come because I believe enough in the mission of what we're doing um, I, I was I loved the way we started two of my very good colleagues and friends from UW Claire started it with me and we used a very strength-based approach um, to the way we started and it was wonderful because it wasn't too burdensome for any one of us. Mm -hmm. um, but after a year of working together, um, they decided it was taking too much away from there. So I have been going solo since then, and that has been stressful um, and really scary, but also like super exciting. I use a different part of my brain um, than I do in my um, work that has been my career. And I love mm -hmm. the work that I do. Um, but I get to use my brain differently, and that's been really fun. So even though it's terrifying, and financially, when I should be saving for retirement, I've invested a lot of money in this business. Um, yeah. But I absolutely know that um, getting up every morning and taking really good care of myself physically is going to add years to my life. Yeah. Jody's one of the busiest people I've ever met, and she does all of it really, really well. Do you feel like that's a lot of pressure on you, Jody? that... Um, like you are so successful and everybody loves you. Sorry, they Thank just you. do. Um, <laughs> that this is another thing to add to that list of things to be great at. I think so, and I'm not great at it yet. I'm, and I don't, I haven't had the time to devote to it. Um, so, the kind of time that it needs, I think that's part of the reason why we haven't made the money that I would like to make yet. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, I don't care if we make money. I just would like to pay our bills. Right. So I think, yeah, it's been terrifying. And I think that's one of the, I guess, you know, for your for your podcast listeners, um, to take a risk and go outside of your comfort zone. I'm really good at my, my job, and I, um, I'm also, I think, a pretty good mom. And so to try something that I wasn't confident in and exploring something new has been kind of terrifying, but also really um, good to stretch um, to stretch myself. And yeah. um, and it's uh, what I'm learning is that it's it's okay to fail and we try things and some of them work and some of them don't and for someone who likes to get it right the first time that's been a big <laughs> challenge but also kind of cool to at this point I'm, I'm 47 to 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 really try to learn a new skill and um, and stretch my brain in a different way is it's been challenging but also very exciting. That's cool. Um, what? Types of you said you have archery and all kinds of reg, like what I would call regular sports. What made you choose the sports that you did? Uh, why why the things crazy my ones? kids do? I think probably <laughs> started. Um, but we've also responded to the demand of our community. Um, our facility isn't ideal. Like if I had all the money in the world, I would have built a facility with um, three volleyball and basketball courts. The facility we have now is one that we rented. We rent. Um, and it's got, it's 12,000 square feet, and wow. so we have a football, basketball, and soccer, football, excuse me, archery, football, soccer, softball, and baseball. And so we've made it really versatile so it can collapse and, and um, be opened up with, with uh, movable cages um, for any of those sports. But it's not the ideal facility. Um, so that's also been a challenge to figure out how to use, to maximize that right. space, yeah. knowing that it's not ideal. 
and being able to convert it quickly from one sport to the next yeah, um, that's cool. so we can respond to the demand. Um, so when you were starting this project, what were some of the things that you wish you knew before jumping into it, looking back? Um, everybody told me businesses don't, you know, pay their bills right away. It takes three to five years, and I, I just thought, I, I was overconfident. I thought, oh, yeah, that's for the average person, but I'll be able to, <laughs> um, I'll be able to do that. And um, I think I wish I had listened, because for sure that has been true. Um, um, I think... I, I loved working with my business partners because we were able to use a strengths-based approach and there are things that I um, didn't worry about going into business because I knew they were good at those things. Yeah. Uh, and then I knew I had other skills to bring to significantly, but I'm not super, super organized. I'm not type A where I know where every single thing is. And so um, my type A partner um, left. And so working on my organization has been... Um, has been a challenge and but also you know it's kind of cool to try to flex a new muscle and, and practice that skill um, after some time I've had to hire staff that have the skills that I don't have I've had to listen be vulnerable ask lots of questions I've gone to we have a wonderful um, our Wisconsin Western Dairyland program has a women in business grant and I've taken advantage of a lot of their um, seminars and um, I've cool. been involved in our um, Chamber of Commerce. I did their Leadership Eau Claire project last year and um, was able to learn a lot from younger colleagues and, uh, around the, around the um, community who have very different professions than mine. But I think, I mean, just generally being vulnerable and being willing to ask um, questions. And if I had known going in how hard it is, I probably wouldn't have done it, you know, but it's, it's how life is. Yeah. Those really gratifying <laughs> things that we that we take on and really challenge. Probably good that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, having a business is uh, the least fun thing I've ever done. I don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's Sorry. really hard, but I also um, I have new respect. My uh, a friend of mine had challenged us to do a buy it local Christmas maybe four years ago, right before we started our business. Um, it's changed the way I shop. It's changed the way I think about my community. Like being a small business owner, um, I like have a whole new respect and, and we do a completely local Christmas. I purchase all of my gifts from people who have their own businesses and um, I go out of my way to shop at home um, fa or family owned businesses. I go to the farmer's market and do things that I never would have done before. So becoming a business owner has changed me. Because I know how hard it is, and I and I especially women-owned businesses really trying to support and build up yes. um, my female um, partners in life. <laughs> I think it's so important, um, and I think that's something that I've learned as a result of how hard this is. That we all need to work together to support one another, and I think we forget that sometimes as a as a society. I've also learned um, to be kinder and um, to respect people are just trying their best. If you don't get the best customer service or a staff member doesn't treat you the way you mm -hmm. think you should be treated, a lot to handle um, to manage your business and make sure everybody's representing you as well as they possibly could. So I've become a lot more kind and patient um, as a result of being in a business owner as well because shit happens yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. And just learning to respect and treasure um, that people are trying their best is its also a gift that I've been given as a result of this experience. What do your kids think about all of this? 
It's super fun. We started it as a family. Our, our daughters were um, were helping, you know, helped in every step of the way, and that has been really fun. We've always done a lot together as a family, um, yeah. but to be able to work together in, in this business, I think our kids have learned a lot um, because they've been so involved. Um, we maybe terrified them to be. <laughs> um, I think they've learned about a lot about planning and hard work and follow through and commitment um, and. And plus, we get to have a lot of fun. If your parents are going to start a business, opening a, a place where you can play right. is kind of a good, good thing. one. Yeah, I just, I think it's so cool. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just such a cool idea to have all these um, things available in one space. It is With, cool. And on the nights, like, the, like for instance, this week, um, we are situated actually in the backyard of a school in one of our underserved neighborhoods um, in our community, and they have a very, very small gym. So I've been able to collaborate because I work at the university. Um, there mm -hmm. is a, a communication class that does um, community-based projects. So students in that class, as a part of their uh, work, um, partnered with me to find a, a school. So the kids come after school for an after-school fitness and healthy eating after-school club and I let them use the sport warehouse for free. So um, the parents are getting um, good education and after-school opportunities for their kids. Kids are getting to play and learn good fitness and healthy eating. Our college students are learning what it means to be civically engaged. And I, um, as a neighborhood business owner, get to give back and also promote my business. So that, like, that happened after school today. And then we shifted gears and had volleyball open gym and then football training and one-on-one -on -one um, speed and agility, and then you know, some folks were in hitting baseballs and softballs. So, like, to be able to turn up one space over that many different ways from three o'clock until nine o'clock tonight is it's a kind of a cool thing to see. That's and the amazing. energy that comes out of that is really motivating, I think. Jody, when do you sleep? How do you do it all? What do you? I've never understood this about you. How do you? How do you live your life? <laughs> I don't need a lot of sleep. Like, I, I think I've been conditioned in that way. In fact, really my body kind of rejects sleep. But um, <laughs> one of the things, I think what I just talked about, the idea of having the different facets of your life intersect. So yeah. um, I really believe in collaboration and trying to bring people and projects and ideas together, um, hopefully for the common good. It sounds like, too, that you've built a community um, with the members of your um, your morning exercise crew that you were mentioning earlier. Exactly. And, you know, in the morning we do, you know, people bring a problem. Someone's kid might be doing something or, um, you know, they might have had a disagreement with a coworker. And, like, we do problem solving and building each other up. Um, you know, someone might be insecure about something or, you know, have a big challenge that they're facing and you know, they share that with our group and all of a sudden you've got all these people sending you good wishes and hoping things go well and that positive energy helps you and people working to support you um, relieve some of the and that wasted energy that prevents you from being able to do good work yeah. um, that you that you spend worrying and being anxious when you kind of give that up to a, a large group of, of other, most in our case, mostly women, but... Um, we have a couple of men who work out with us. Um, you spread the burden over many people, and then it saves mental energy for you not to worry. And that it's amazing how much energy we waste worrying about things 
that we could be doing other really great things. And I think exercising helps us to process some of that worry in a way that is healthy. The other thing about having a group like that is that it gives you um, accountability to other people. So like if you don't show up, uh, then, you know, people are going to note it. Yes, absolutely. We have a Facebook group and, um, you know, as soon as someone isn't there for a week or so, um, you know, we put out a message and if they don't respond, someone in the group says, well, I'll call them or I'll stop in and check on them at work. And accountability is huge. It's huge. And for me too, I mean, I just, I mean, other than the fact that I own the place and I have to be there, um, if I, um, if I didn't, people would come looking for me and it's yeah. uh, so motivating to be like, they, I missed, um, and then people are, are pulling you back in. So we talk about that all the time in my, in the leadership course that I teach mm -hmm. that the group community experience is, is so important and makes you feel valued and, and, and a part of the group and to be missed. Uh, it's an, it's an important part of connecting with others. Absolutely. The program I run at UW-Eau Claire, I teach a class two and um, actually teach two different classes. And the students are in cohorts of 25 and they take two classes together. And I have almost no absences um, because as soon as someone's not there, someone's texting to find out where they are. And yeah. that notion of, of belonging and mattering yes. to feel drawn to whatever it is that you're doing. And I think especially for fitness and accountability partner to keep you working hard and on task is critical because it's not always easy. No, sure isn't. Well, if people in the Eau Claire area are interested in finding out um, more about everything uh, that your gym has to offer, where can they find you? So it's the Eau Claire Sport Warehouse. We're in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Um, we're at ecsportwarehouse.com. We're also on Facebook um, as the Eau Claire Sport Warehouse. Um, and then we have a, a special Facebook page for our fitness center, um, Warehouse Fit. Um, and so they can check us out there. They can stop by um, 2983 11th Street in Eau Claire and check us out. Your yeah. first fitness class is free. Um, and then they're only $5 after that. The goal is not to make money, but to pay our bills and get people working out together. Wow, $5. That's a really great deal. Isn't it incredible? Ugh. Great. Thank you so much, Jody, for being on our For spreading the word of taking on new challenges and trying new things. I know you love Jody, but now I love her too. She's awesome. Isn't she great? Yes. And so brave to to start this project that as much as it's her business, like it seems like it's really more about everyone else she knows it's she has a lot of heart and um, gives it out to everybody else and I think people return that to her and she finds a lot of joy and peace and satisfaction with it well if you are anywhere near the Eau Claire area definitely get over there and uh, you too could be an awesome friend of Jody's in real life <laughs> I I've been to the facility. It's really amazing. Wait, but you're not getting up at 5.30 in the morning? <laughs> uh, and no, I am not doing that, and I, I don't live there any longer. Oh, so, uh, Yeah, it, I would have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to get there by 5.30, so yeah, no dice. No, that's probably, you're, you're probably making the right decision. We'll let you off the hook <laughs> for this one. Thanks, Sarah. All right, well, should we 
Should we talk a little bit about the challenge zone? Let's do the challenge zone. Yeah. How's the challenge zone been going for you, Birdie? Well, I tell you, the hardest part for me is to actually just turn on the application when I decide to go for a walk. Because the walks that I've been doing are not, like, I am going to go for a walk kind of thing. They've been more transportation oriented. So like, especially this weekend when I was in Philadelphia, I didn't use, I kept forgetting to use it every time when we would walk to the venue or walk to a landmark or walk to the train station or whatever. I didn't, I never turned it on because I kept forgetting to Mm -hmm. record it and document it. So I've been doing it on my commutes to and from work. So that part's been going really well. I've been getting like almost two Mm, miles a day, but, um, my progress on the actual application looks like less than my actual commitment to the, the walking. How's it going for you? I had big plans to, uh, get up and walk before work each day. Uh, but those turned out to be big plans. Big plans. (laughs) Uh, but I, I was not very successful in following through on. Um, but I did do a couple of days this week, um, and I still have a walk for today. Um, but like I said earlier, I finally am getting on my treadmill again. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. So this has been inspiring um, for you to get on your treadmill. Yeah. Um, and I have a TV in the room uh, with the treadmill that is specifically for for watching while you're on the treadmill. Good stuff. So, yeah, so... I'm trying to, um, there, there's a couple of shows that I've been, um, working through. That's really good motivation. That's awesome. Especially like those cliffhanger shows where you <laughs> need to know yeah, what's coming exactly. next. Back when I was watching Lost, I could only stop the, that show in the middle <laughs> of an episode because every single time I would want to continue watching it. So it would suck me in for another episode until I got to the end. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what happens next? So I eventually only could watch it through a couple minutes and then had to turn it off. That's funny. So that would be a good one for yeah. the treadmill. What shows are you watching? Um, I am watching um, Outlander. That I've been watching that, and then the other show, my other treadmill show, is um, The Affair from uh, Showtime. Yes, I only watched I think the first season of that, but I, it was good. Do you want to talk about love? Sure. What are you loving this week? Love, love on some love. I love. It's my sweet pleasure. I love. Um, what am I loving? I love two things about roller derby weekends. The first thing is HGTV before bed, which last night was the big after party. Sunday night, big after party from the tournament. Everybody goes. Uh, most of my team actually ended up watching HGTV in our respective bedrooms and falling asleep <laughs> at 11 o'clock. 
which I love. <laughs> um, but the only thing I regret about not going out for the after party is my other love, which is the arch rival roller girls, uh, roller derby league, um, in St. Louis, Missouri. And I've determined that all of these women uh, are my best friends. <laughs> they just don't know it yet. And so arch rival, if you're out there, I love you. You're amazing. They're very good at roller derby. They love each other. And I want to be like them. And I want to be best friends with all of them. <laughs> so those are the two things I love. HGTV, Before Bed, and also the Arch Rival Roller Derby League. What do you love? Well, the thing that I, the thing that I have been loving this week is um, Ladylike on BuzzFeed. Oh, I don't know about this. Um yeah, um, you know how BuzzFeed has, like, their various different, like, subcategories. It's, yeah. like, it's one of their, I guess, channels is maybe what they call them. Um, but it's it's sort of, um, like, uh, makeup and beauty type stuff. Uh, but it's super inclusive. Um, like, they have a pretty wide range of um, ethnicities um and also body types um of the contributors and they do a lot of like fun videos where they just try various things so um i fell down a rabbit hole with ladylike videos <laughs> the <laughs> other night um and one of my favorite contributors there her name is Kristen and she's a plus size girl who is um very comfortable with her body um, and has tried all kinds of things for for the internet. Um, the episode or the video that got me started was she just recently did one where there's a bunch there's like three different websites um, that you submit your measurements and they will custom make a garment for you. What? Um, so she tried them out um, and then showed the results. Um, and some of them were more successful than others. Um, in the comments, several people, I think, correctly pointed out that some of the failures may have been due to her, uh, not getting good measurements of herself. Like, uh, she was trying to measure her, um, her crotch, I guess, <laughs> like, you know, for the crotch of a pair of pants while she was wearing a dress. So <laughs> that might have thrown yeah, things off a little bit. but Inaccurate. Um, yeah, best, yeah, but it, it was super interesting to see someone who is not a model uh, try try that out and see how the clothes came out and how they, how they fit her and everything. Um, so that was cool. And then um, they also did a recent video where um, several of the women went and got fitted uh, for bras by a professional uh, bra yeah. fitter. Um, and I think it's super important yeah. for you bra, women, bra wearing people out there. Yeah, and it was great because they had women with all different sizes of, you know, all different breast sizes uh, getting fitted and so they all talked a little bit about you know what they wanted from a bra and how the good bra made them feel and, and stuff like that um, so that was cool um, and then one other favorite one of mine uh, from recently that Kristen also made uh, was she um, 
her her she recently got married and when her now husband proposed to her um she happened to be wearing crocs on her feet <laughs> um so all of oh. her all of the pictures of her you know from her engagement are her in in this in a nice outfit but crocs <laughs> so and people were <laughs> making fun of her so she decided to um challenge herself to um create like i think she ended up doing three or four fashionable outfits that included crocs um and she's super funny and the video is super funny um so that's worth checking out <laughs> i can't wait to see it I'm looking it up cool well anything else for our show today sarah i think we're about ready to wrap it up great well thank you for listening to our podcast i did a thing if you want to get in touch with us or send us an um, an email want to be a guest on the show something like that please email us at i did a thing pod at gmail.com um if you want to get at us on facebook that is i did a thing podcast and on instagram and twitter at i did a thing pod Please also rate and review us on iTunes if you like what you hear or on your favorite podcast catcher. Now, go do a thing. Go do a thing. Right? It, yeah, yeah. Do a and thing. now the, the podcast is over. I finally found that Shalane Flanagan finished her finishing time was two hours, 26 minutes, and 53 seconds. That's so, stupid. Beat that. <laughs> no, nobody can. <laughs> That's crazy. Cool. All right. Well, go go do your thing, even if it isn't winning the New York City Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 